0: Chapter seven, I strode down the hospital hallway clutching a single serve tub of burnt fig, honeycomb and caramel ice cream, my grandmother's favorite. The saying went, beware of Greeks bearing gifts. I hadn't slept much the night before, what with Melbourne and flippant, I anticipated having some trouble unwinding. My big mistake was Googling dad's address. I sat up in bed staring at his red brick cottage until my laptop battery died. I should have been able to shake it off. I'd shaken him off years ago. I'd gone most of my life without him around. When my parents divorced, there was a financial settlement. Mum kept the house, dad kept the business. He paid what he had to and then he was gone. I forgot about him. I knew nothing about his life and it didn't bother me. But now I was bothered and that bothered me. I needed answers. Why had Yaya sent me to him? Did she think we'd reconcile after I showed up on his doorstep? I was going to confront her, but I knew I couldn't just storm into her hospital room and shoot from the lip. If there was going to be any confronting, it was going to unfold slowly and there was going to be ice cream. Of course, it all hinged on Yaya Filio actually being alone when I showed up. She wasn't. I lunged backwards before anybody saw me, Peter had pulled his chair right up close to her bed. His hands were cupped in hers. She said something I couldn't quite hear, and he laughed. I hadn't heard his laugh in a long time. It was partway between an exhale and a cough. I watched them from the hall. Peter's concrete bravado was gone, and I could see it made my grandmother so happy. Even the creases of her face grinned. I was intruding on their moment, but I didn't want to leave. It was like staring back in time at the brother I'd lost, and I didn't want to give that up. Even if I knew that it would only take a slight turn of the head for someone to notice me spying. Yaya turned her head slightly. "Hello, darling." Peter followed her gaze and his smile flatlined. "Hi," I said. Peter jerked his hands away from Yaya. He disappeared behind a sneer. "I'm going. Bye." Why you leave now she asked he was on his feet Jim she turned to me and explained exercise really I asked she nodded sagely Peter charged past me he kept his head down as he marched towards the elevators that was the Peter I was used to Caramello. Yaya had spotted the tub and I was reminded why I'd visited I stepped into the room and took Peter's seat. Twisting the lid off, I confirmed that, yes, it was Caramello. Mm. She took the tub Mm. before I could offer to feed her. I relinquished the plastic spoon. She shoveled a heap of the melting ice cream into her mouth, complaining about the sensitivity of her teeth, and then did it all over again. Yaya Filio had a milk moustache when I asked her how she'd found him. Who? she asked. Dad, I said. How did you find him? She licked her top lip and sat and set down the tub, sighing deeply. I expected some kind of exhaustive search, years of verifying rumours and alleged sightings. Stella's nephew worked for him, my grandmother said. It was a little anticlimactic, to be honest. She asked. She asked the next question. Did you talk? I shook my head. Was I supposed to? I asked. She shook her head. That made no sense. If I hadn't been, if it hadn't been her attempt to force our reconciliation, then why did I go? And why didn't she tell me I was going down to see him? Why the secrecy? Billy, she tilted her head forward until her neck rolled into a second chin. I know, stupid. If I say your father there, you no know go. Of course, I would no go. She seemed proud of herself. Then i know, stupid. He has a kid, I said. She exhaled. Two. He have two. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. But I did care. Dad had two new kids. Surprising given he'd been such an outstanding father the first time. She considered it for a moment. She swished a pocket of air around in her mouth as if physically tossing a thought from cheek to cheek. Topio sputhio pragma in Icoenia, my grandmother said eventually. I caught most of it. The most something thing is family. Spouth spathio. Important? She didn't pause before piling more Greek on me. Ama tahassies, then boreas nato perias I knew that one. If you lose it, then you can't take it back. So she had sent me to Melbourne to remind me of the family I'd lost. I was used to her teaching me life lessons in a roundabout way, but this was a bit bleak. I am glue, she said. I didn't know whether she was delirious or profound. Tea? I asked. Glue! For Easter you come, your mummy come, your brothers come, we eat, family, because of me. She meshed her fingers together. Blue! I was staring to see where she was... I was starting to see where she was going with it. When your Papu die, where his brothers go? They disappear with children and wives. When your mummy divorce your father, he go! His mother go, his brothers go, your cousins go. Everyone leave! Family smaller and smaller and now so tiny! She squinted up at me. Tell me, when I go, you think it's I, Ella, she She sat forward and motioned me closer. I was told to reach into the case of the second pillow. When I did, my fingertips found another folded piece of paper. I held it out to her. No, you keep, she said. Whose address is this? No address. I want you to do some things for me. I went to unfold the piece of paper when she stopped me. You look later," she said. "You do what I say. You keep family happy and you no lose." Blue," I said. She nodded. Blue. Morning visiting hours ended at half past twelve. I'd intended on sticking around and hanging out with Yaya when the inpatient wards reopened at three, so I set myself up in the cafeteria while the other visitors with the other visitors filling in the time. Halfway through a surprisingly not terrible plate of lamb and veggies, I saw her. She was sitting a few tables diagonally to my right, chewing on her hair as she read a book. The freckled girl. She turned a page and looked down to her left. Her hair fell a different way. She combed it back. I felt it like fingernails tracing up my spine. She was beautiful in an accidental way. The girl caught me staring. Her brow furrowed and I froze. I couldn't look away, it'd just be weird, so I tossed her a half smile. She swept her book off the table and walked over. My left calf muscle had a split-second spasm. She stopped behind the chair opposite mine. You're filial's grandson, right? Her, verse, her voice wavered. I made an effort to force my voice out deeper when I answered, Yeah. Bill? It was almost too good to be real. I wanted to pinch myself. That's me. She pulled the chair out and slid into it. I'm Haley. I met your gran yesterday. Ah. She hesitated, then asked, Did she give it to you? I had no idea what she was talking about. Give me what? Then before she answered, I reached into my pocket and produced the piece of paper. I waved it at her. This? That's it? By the time I'd left Yaya's room, the note had slipped from my mind. I hadn't even looked at it. I unfolded the paper. Haven't read it, though, I said. Well, go on. I started to read, aware that Hayley was staring at me. It was a relatively short list. One, find your mummy husband. Two, have Simon girlfriend in Sydney. Three, fix Peter. It sounded like Yaya Filio, but the handwriting definitely wasn't hers. She asked me to write it down, Hayley said. I wondered whether I should or not, but I realised she would have probably gotten someone else to do it. I read the demands again. They were a bit ridiculous. "'You okay?' she asked. "'Yeah,' I said. She pulled her head back. It wasn't the reaction she was expecting. "'Oh, okay, that's... "'Whoa, I would not be handling this as well as you.' "'Why not? It's nothing.' "'No, it's serious,' she said. "'That's a bucket list.' "'It's a what? "'You don't know what a bucket list is?' "'I shook my head. "'Nah. "'Seriously? Um, okay.' She took a moment to choose her words. It's a list of things a person wants to accomplish before they kick the bucket. Bucket list. It was kidney stones. Yaya wasn't going to kick the bucket. I said so. Haley recovered quickly. Of course not. Yaya was up there in her room eating like she was at a rejuvenation spa. There was no bucket in the process of being kicked. She won't. I was almost daring Haley to contradict me. She didn't. You're right. I read over the demands again. They seemed just as ridiculous, only now there was a dull ache in my guts. I said I had to go. I left my lunch and walked out of the cafeteria. As I passed through the doors, I broke into a run. Sticks had dragged his stool around to the kitchen side of the counter for a better view. I was doubled over in my seat, heaving in and out, trying to catch my breath. Keep going, Mrs. P said, opening the fridge. You're not half as dilated as you need to be. Sticks chortled. I had run straight from the hospital. It wasn't even that far, but my body had gone into shock. Everything hurt. I like this new look, by the way, Sticks said. He was talking about the patch of mud on my shirt. It was still wet from the morning's rain, and I may have slipped and landed, smack bang, on the nature strip. Sticks's mum placed a bottle of chilled water down on the counter in front of me. Sip it, she instructed. I'm going to the shops. And Mr, she added to Sticks, pointing to the espresso cup in his hand. Don't think I don't know how many of those you've had today. Yes, mum, he droned. Mrs P lingered. Love you. I know, mum. Love you. Love you too, Sticks mumbled. That satisfied Mrs P and she disappeared down the hall. After the front door clicked shut, Sticks asked if I wanted a coffee. He wasn't addicted to espresso coffee so much as he was addicted to making espresso coffee. I scowled at him. No. Hey, don't look at me like that. He took a sip from his tiny cup. I'm distinguished. Your espresso machine has toilet rolls for horns, I said flatly. Sticks had asked his parents for a white machine last Christmas so that he could stick bits of black contact paper to the sides and make it look like a cow. Her name was Betsy. So, Yaya gave me this today, I said, producing the sliver of paper and sliding it across the counter. What is it? Sticks asked. You tell me, I said, unscrewing the bottle cap and gulping a whole lot of water. Sticks lowered his cup and squinted down at the paper. I wanted him to tell me that it wasn't a bucket list. Oh my God, he looked at me. This is a bucket list. My heart sank. It was the confirmation I didn't want. The dull ache in my guts intensified. Yaya was considering what had to be done before she died. But, Sticks continued, nobody dies from kidney stones. And yet, funnily enough, there's a bucket list. Yeah, but most people just want to jump out of planes and see Uluru and junk. He cocked his head to one side as he inspected the paper, as if that would make everything clearer. Wait, she gave this to you why? She wants me to complete it. That's not usually how it works, he said. Well, it's how this one's working, apparently. How did it come up? Did she just hand it over? Basically. I visited her to ask about Melbourne. I'd mentioned the M-word willingly. Sticks sat up a little straighter. I was opening up, he wanted to know everything. She didn't want me to talk to him, probably knew that I wouldn't. She sent me down to remind me of the fragility of family. Once you lose it, it's gone for good. And doing this, I tapped the list, will stop me losing it. I have to be the glue that holds the family together. He tucked his chin in. Right. And it's ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. What do I do? He sighed. I think you have to do it, dude. I had been worried he was going to say that. I felt the weight of an impossible task falling on my shoulders. He was chewing on the inside of his left cheek. I mean, odds are she's not dying, but she wants her affairs in order and you can't ignore that on the off chance she actually is dying. It landed with a thud. Dull, persistent ache. Ow. Obviously, you'll have my help, Sticks said. His involvement wasn't up for discussion. He'd already opened the closest drawer and started removing stationery. The severity of it all sank in. I had to repair my family or face losing it forever. It was my grandmother's dying wish. Absolutely no pressure at all. Sticks turned to a fresh page of the notepad. You ready, he asked. Absolutely not. Sure, let's start from the top, he said. Number one, find your mummy husband. The first demand was high on ick factor, but considering mum was actively seeking a romantic relationship, it wasn't as problematic as, say, trying to fix Peter or ungaying Simon. And I was all for mum finding a hubby. I wasn't one of those children of divorce who lost their proverbial shit when their parents flagged the idea of getting remarried. I wanted Mum to find someone, someone great. She went speed dating on Saturday, so she's obviously keen to get back on the horse. Vic said, "Is there anyone you think she could?" I shook my head. I mean, there is my uncle. He said, "But no, nah. he'd been veh- vehemently opposed to the idea of his birth at his birthday party." but he'd never explained why. For starters, we'd be related, which would be weird. We'd be cousins. I don't like my cousins. Okay, not the strongest of reasons. And what if it doesn't work out? What then, Sticks asked? You can't come over because you're the son of the woman who broke my mother's brother's heart? Whoa, what makes you think my mum's to blame? It doesn't matter, it's divorce. Mum's gonna take Uncle Sean's side. I won't risk it, Bill, now. Styx was staring at me, wide-eyed. Are you sure there's nobody else? No exes? I shook my head again. That makes it difficult. He tapped his fingers against his lips and molded over. Every time he thought of something, there'd be a sharp intake of breath, but his shoulders would sink the moment a potential plan faltered under closer scrutiny. It was a couple of minutes before there was a sharp intake of breath without the accompanying shoulder sink. Internet dating, he announced. Mum was afraid of the internet. She thought signing up for anything meant she would, someone would be able to steal her identity. There was no way she'd do it. It was as if sticks read my mind. We'll make a fake profile for her on a dating site, he said. She won't know about it at all. We'll man it, vet suitors, find a decent guy and presto. So you want me to pose as my mum on the internet and flirt with randoms? ''Okay, I hear you. That's wrong. Very. I'll do most of it.'' He was already making notes on his pad. I still had a few misgivings about the idea. Sticks posing as mum was less gross than me doing it, but it meant I would have no control over it. That unsettled me. unsettled me. ''I supervise at all times.'' He feigned indignation. ''Not gonna lie, I'm a little offended you don't trust me.'' I cocked an eyebrow fine we moved on to the second point on the list have simon girlfriend in sydney sticks side this one's a little trickier oh you think i asked she wants me to make simon like girls i knew about simon before he told me it wasn't how he dressed or the music he listened to it was the way he'd speak about someone he liked it was that moment's pause before each pronoun as if it had to pass through a filter and change on the way out. It was the feeling that he wasn't completely honest, completely happy. He came out after high school and it ushered in a new, bolder Simon. He instantly became an open book, an extrovert who articulated whatever inappropriate thought crossed his mind and who freely imparted fashion advice. Yeah, Sticks said, because now he's qualified. My brother was unrecognisable, but I didn't care. When he spoke about someone he liked, there was no pause before the pronoun. Mum reacted to it as I'd expected. He denied it, grieved it, got over it, and then vowed to kill anyone who wronged him. She did ask one thing though, that he not tell Yaya. And that was the whole thing. He said she was trying to hide who he was. She said Yaya was from a different generation and wouldn't understand. I thought it was all pointless because he hadn't actually been subtle. Yaya knew something was up. She tossed girls who were probably re- we were probably related to his way at weddings. Didn't work. She asked about her impending great-grandchildren. His replies were noncommittal. She took to surprising him at work and cleaning his room in the hopes of innocently stumbling upon something illuminating. She became a regular ethnic Miss Marple trying to crack the case of why Simon didn't have a girlfriend. But before she could, he'd moved away. She said the list would make everybody happy. Making Simon-like girls wouldn't make Simon happy. Sticks slid the list back over to me. You're looking at it all wrong. He pointed at the demand. Yes, there's a girlfriend. In, but ignoring that, what do you think Yaya really wants? I hazarded guess. Him in Sydney? exactly she wants him back it made sense and bring the family back together sticks nodded now tell me about his life up there i held up both hands seriously he asked you got nothing he doesn't really talk about it find out he said find a reason for him to leave and if you can't give him a reason to move back if he happens to fall in love with a girl i'm not ungaying my older brother sticks laughed It would be pretty funny, he said, jotting down our plan of attack for Simon. Right, next, three, six, Peter. (coughs) Yeah, you're on your own there, Sticks said. That kid is a buttload of crazy that I do not understand. I barely understood Peter either. We had been close growing up. We'd shared a room and most mornings when he was little, he would climb out of his cot and into my bed. I would pull the sheets over our heads and narrate the lives of the characters, bone into them and there was never enough time. He always wanted to hear one more. When he learnt to read, it was my turn to listen as he told me stories and my job to help him out when words in those stories gave him too much trouble. He got older, he moved into his own room, he ditched picture books for PlayStation, but when it came time for multiplayer, he would always thrust a controller into my hands. I'd let him win and make a big deal when he did. I couldn't pinpoint exactly when he when he changed, and I couldn't explain why. It felt sudden, but maybe I had just just hadn't been paying attention. He built a wall, and whatever we had before was lost. You'll need to get close to him, Stick said. Find out what's wrong. How? I enter a room, he exits, and he's been like this for years. If something's wrong, surely it would have come up. Like, hey, I you ate the last block ice block in 2010 and I've been pissed off ever since something has to be wrong but why would he tell me now well there has to be a way Sticks gave it some thought Peter's really into fitness yeah jogs every morning gyms every arvo Okay, we can work with that we can? join him on his jogs establish mutual interest maybe he'll open up to you Sticks said but then again you're getting brother relationship advice from me All the inroads I've made with Damo have come from reading his messages when he's in the shower and blackmailing him. I'll save that for plan B. He flashed a smirk and noted it down. So you'll try to re-establish some sort of relationship and if all else fails, resort to blackmail. Sorted. Sounds good. Wait. Stick scanned his eyes over Yaya's list. Where are you? I felt due for a terrible joke. In your house. He pulled a face. I mean, I meant the list. Why aren't you on it? I don't know, because I'm perfect? Hmm. He was inspecting it closely. Who wrote this? This isn't your grandmother's usual penmanship, he said, mimicking Yaya's shaky handwriting in the air between us. Haley. And who's Haley? This girl who visited Yaya's roommate. Styx was smiling. What? I asked. Nothing. What? It's Nothing. She just got entangled in your adventure is all he said. I don't think... Oh, come on. Yaya could have written this stuff down herself if she really wanted to. That was true. It wouldn't have been half as legible, but she could have done it. She'd never been a stickler for legibility. Yaya had seen how smitten I'd been with Haley on Sunday. She'd struck up a conversation with her while I was in Melbourne. She'd told her all about her grandson Billy. Mark my words, this, Sticks waved his hand over the list, isn't all she wants done. I went past the hospital on the way home. Yaya was asleep. I leaned against the frame of the doorway and exhaled, turning the piece of paper over and over in one hand. I had so much responsibility, but so little power. I could have just put the list on the table beside her and left it at that. Part of me wanted to, but a lot of me knew that I couldn't. Growing up, My grandfather had been the one in and out of hospital. My grandmother had stood beside him, stout and invincible, bringing better food from home and feeding him. We joked that she'd outlive us all, and I'd believed that. Now reality was creeping closer. Yaya wasn't made to last forever. She was 79. Age had made her features droop and her hair like wire. I didn't want to imagine a world without Yaya Filio in it, but it was coming. Maria had said it and Yaya was preparing for it. She didn't want to leave a mess. I had to complete the bucket list.